A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hey Rush Nation, how's it going? Welcome to the Five Yard RDP show with me, Nate Davis, and him, Mr. Brendan Veal. Um, well, what a week one. What a week one. There was some great things, some awful, awful, awful things. Let's not get talked. I'm not talking about kickers. I'm not talking about kickers. We've, we've promised we wouldn't discuss the kicker no. club. So no. one of them's already bitten the dust at the Colts in the last uh, 24 hours. So, yeah. yeah. We've got, there's some not, obviously, some bad news on the injury front as well, which we'll touch on some of that IDP-wise. Um, but now we're looking at, we're looking ahead to week two. Um, and we're going to be starting our IDP Educate series, um, which is pretty exciting. And then, uh, but before I kick that off, I suppose, Mr. Veal, how are you? Did you enjoy week one? Yeah, it was, um, yeah, just just great to sort of put your feet up and enjoy Sunday night football again. Um, like you touched on, it was a mix of, I suppose we shouldn't, I mean, the number of pods I've listened to just in the last couple of days and that, well, it's week one or that sort of, yeah, okay, you've got to factor that in. But I think it was, we saw a mix of the kicker club aside. Um, we saw some good, some bad, some surprising. I think um, yeah. the goods, Chiefs, Bucks, your Vikings, Chargers, Dolphins looked pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, the bad, Cowboys, Niners, Pats, Jets, Packers, Cards. Um, the surprising, Giants, Bears, Bengals for the yeah. wrong reasons. But I think, yeah, maybe with the Steelers, D, you shouldn't be too shocked about that. I think Burrard just bad day of the office they will be better um yeah real real mixed bag but 
a lot of fun. Um, certainly a couple of games that should have finished way, way sooner. Um, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it was just, um, yeah, really enjoyed Sunday evening. Um, it's, it, it's, I find it quite weird though, because like after, like can't wait for it to get going and then it's all a bit mad and now I can't wait for it to sort of settle because that is, that first week is, yeah, like you said, there's definitely a few things in there. I see people, some people are really going off on that, on what happened on week one. I mean, especially when it comes to, I mean, I'm not a Trey Lance fan at all, really, at this moment in time. I don't, I, I, the hype's so huge, but I mean, that weather was pretty bad. And I mean, that isn't a nice, that was not nice for him or for any, for the 49ers anyway. Um, and that was just, I just felt that was a little bit, to jump too much on that bandwagon of it's all going to be yeah, completely it's, going wrong. It's, but. it's one of those one of those games you think that the, the Bears of this generation, any generation, they sort of live for those conditions. Yeah, I was, um, I, was I was surprised by the game plan though because I think that you know I, I still felt that there was there was stuff which I felt that the 49ers could have played it a little bit safer at times, and you know it just yeah it just felt a little bit like they were. Trying try, to make something happen, yeah, try, try big, hard, yeah, yeah. But I think there's uh, yeah, you know. pressure on them going into this season. I mean, I've openly admitted, I, you know, they'd have been an outside tip for me, and you can't. There's no, you'd be mad to sort of write them. But you know what, some fans are like. It's just, it's yeah, it's crisis time before we hit week two, and it's just, yeah, keep keep it in perspective. Like you say, wait for things to settle down a bit. The only uh, good thing I'd say defensively, I do, I do think that there was, um, you know, is it's a great week defensively, week one, because you get all of these, you know, you, you get people trying too hard, you get uh, wide receivers not not running correct rights and stuff like that. I mean, there was a few a few turnovers which you went well. Hopefully, I mean that that was it was it was really poor actually. It, it, the first mm-hmm. the first I can't remember how long it was. It, it was like the first half an hour of the six o'clock kickoffs, the turnovers was crazy, the number, and ter- some terrible, terrible throws from quarterbacks. Um, yeah, but, but again, I mean, you, you've got some a lot of new combinations there. You can run the routes until you're blue in the face in pre-season and, and on the practice field, but you know, until mm. you get out there playing at 100 miles an hour, it, 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 it'll take time. And the, the, the fans, you know, these new combinations have, have got, a, like at the Raiders, um, you know, Karen is is his old mate there. Um, you know, Tua and, and Tyreek, I saw some good things, but you can't expect him to explode out of the blocks that I thought they, they used him quite cleverly. Yeah. Um, you know, he's not going to rip off, you know, 60, 70, 80 yard touchdowns first game. Um, but I thought he was a big enough distraction. Um, and then you look at your Vikings and JJ just tearing it up really well, so when you talk about defenses we'll get we will get onto some of these in a bit yeah. but um but i mean that that was one of the biggest shocks for me i just i could not um understand what the packers were playing at to be honest with you um that's such a good defense last season and they all they looked like they didn't seem to break out of um you know the game plans and you know there was not a lot of shocking things by the green bay packers but i mean that that was shocking i mean there was times where there wasn't a green bay player on the screen i was like what are they have they left the field you know and, and jj's took that catch and it was just like i think he looked shocked a few times um but yeah it was 
yeah, there, there was other teams as well that we can speak about and we will get to them. But right, before we go on too much um, about week one and and what's happening in week two, we are starting the IDP Educate series. Now, the IDP Educate series is something that we've been looking at over the off-season. And really, it's just about a lot of players that are playing fantasy football the offensive side of game only that are thinking about getting into IDP and they want to know how to sort of like make that next step confidently. Now, there's so much information out there on Twitter and on various different platforms uh, about IDP. Now, you can drown with snap counts and all the and um, player alignment, uh, all this kind of stuff, which is which is something that you can look at further on. I tend to look at quite a lot of that stuff, but but I didn't do that for the first three three seasons that I played IDP at all. I just learned the basics and the basics were what we're going to try and cover off. And they are things like, how do we compare defensive players to offensive players? And that's what I'm planning on doing so that I can make it quick to transition. That's my plan. One of the questions, so what we're doing, is I'm going to pick this question that we had early on. Actually, it was from uh, somebody who's now in the five-yard family. Um, they asked this question before they joined, actually. And it was, I play fantasy football and I have done for years and now want to play IDP. Can you help me understand how I pick one DL over another DL? So when we're talking about stuff, we're, definitely, we're going to be concentrating on just basic, not true position, or anything that far, this is this is DLs, and we're based on pretty much constantly on the sleeper platform. So if you look at it from that point of view, one DL over another DL. So I thought about this in Great Legs, and I thought it's quite simple for me how I do that. Um, if you compare them to wide receivers, some people might shoot me down for doing that, but just in this, in this breath and in this example, I'm going to compare them to wide receivers. With wide receivers, you've got players that 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 rely on high volume on PPR, right? PPR scoring, high volume, people that get targeted all the time, right? So if you think of players, if you think of targets as tackles, right? And then you think of touchdowns as sacks. This is when you're talking about defensive, what we call DLs, defensive linemen, really is edges. We're looking at edge rushers. But when we're talking about it, if you look at it from that, it's it's the wide it's, it's the wide receivers that are touchdown dependent uh, against a DL that would be sack dependent. They would be comparable like that. But on tackle front, that's PPR. That's like PPR. Who tackles every time when they're on the field? You you can kind of rely more. You can rely on tackles as a metric. You know, you can't really rely on sacks. Maybe you can if you're TJ Watt and he does it year in, year out and constantly all the time and a few others. But mainly, sacks are sort of splash plays. And when you're looking at week in, week out, picking those kind of players is a bit risky if they're really sack dependent. And I'm going to put an example of... of I'll give you an example of... Let me just add... I'm going to add my sleeper screen to the stream now. Um, I'm going to do it on the Bengals. Two player, two defensive ends on the Bengals, and that's Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard. 
Now, in 2021, they didn't finish far apart. Let me just get them up on the screen. If you can see it, hopefully you can. Um, where are they? There. If we search by points. Okay, Trey Hendrickson there. We've got him. We've got Trey Hendrickson there with 191 points. Um, this fantasy and frame scoring, by the way. And it's uh, Sam Hubbard finished with 184 points. Now, what is interesting with these two, they play for the same team, but they're two very, very different players and very different players when it comes to picking them in the fantasy world. Now, Sam Hubbard is much more of a tackle guy, big guy, very good at stopping the run, um, uh, often, often moves to the inside, um, to add to that sort of, to, to the defensive tackles, really. And he, they they create quite a solid front there. But that gives Sam Hubbard a decent sort of tackle floor with him. Trey Hendrickson, on the other hand, he is not a tackle machine. He finished with 34 tackles last season. Um, Sam Hubbard, 62. The difference with Trey is Trey is a sack. He's the he's he's their sack monster. He's the guy that he's 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 small, nimble, um, but still strong. So what you're looking at there is if you look at the sacks for those big sort of splash plays, and you're gonna and you're looking at a particular week where you want to splash play, and you've say he's got a really good matchup, Trey Hendrickson could be that man to put in. Sam Hubbard is your kind of more week in, week out kind of tackle floor kind of guy. That's how I I would I would judge it. And throughout the season, Sam Hubbard is probably the safer bet. Now, what you've got to look at is exactly the same in the offensive way, is when you are constructing your roster, um, you're going to put players like you do when you're building your offense and you're picking players. You could be picking a, a Robert Woods or a Jalen Waddle or a you know an underneath guy, somebody who's going to Ask for a lot of tar targets. Model's probably not a great example, but uh, uh, somebody who's going to be looking at just demanding a lot of targets, that kind of guy is the kind of like your tackle guy. That's how I look at him. And then, like I said, the big play guy, big wide receiver, outside guy, you're looking at touchdowns, you know, even somebody like your Mike Evans. But when Mike Evans, again, probably not the greatest example because he also commands a hell of a lot of targets. You've got to, you've got players that do both. So if you go, I will show my screen actually one more time on that because um, I want to talk about and show the top guys. So when you look at these uh, top players, what strikes you? So if we if we search by tackles, I'll click on tackles first. Um, you can see Cam Haywood led it. Christian Wilkins was second. And then you've got Donald and Parsons that are quite interesting. What's interesting with Donald and Parsons is look at their sack numbers as well. That's why those guys are so highly sought off because they've got a decent floor and also a really high upside. And that's the key is when you've got when you've got both, they're they're worth their weight in gold. Another player down there, Harold Landry, he was another one. Um, these kind of guys, edge rushing guys that still stack up fair amount of tackles. I mean, they are worth their weight in gold. And that's why you see those go off the board blinking early when it comes to IDPs. Um, when you, when, something I'm going to touch on in, in coming weeks will be 
who you draft first. Now, this this will probably cause quite a lot of um, chat. I think I think you go for the edge rushers first. Personally, I do think you go for the edge rushers first because I think there's more linebackers that are contributing um, solid numbers week in week out now, and you're even this week you'll you'll look at you'll look at quite a few. We'll probably mention them. We'll touch on some of those guys. Um, when when you look at the DLs that that do both, that give you a high tackle floor and give you that sack upside, there isn't that many really. There is a a few, um, but they are and they are usually quite star guys. You know, your Miles Garrett's, Nick Bosa's, um, that do a bit of both. Um, yeah, Cam Haywood's one you saw him on the screen. Who he, he he is. One of these players that the IDP community absolutely love. If you've been playing quite a while, I guarantee you a lot of a lot of us have got Cam Haywood on our on our lineups because we know he, he he's another guy that is um, that does it does it both. But he often slips down draft boards because of age more than anything. Um, but yeah, so that that kind of covers off. Um, that is that is like the week one talking about DLs and talking about. Um, how you sort of like look at them in a first breath, you know, you want to look at either whether they're tackle dependent or whether they're sack dependent sort of DLs. If you're picking them up from that point of view, if you're, t- if you're looking at a list of top guys, you want to put them in those brackets of whether they are safe guys, safe floor, or they've got high upside or if they've got both. Okay. So that's how I would look at it. And that helps you sort of, tr- like I said, it's transition from offense to defense um, next week we will look at a bit more on linebackers, safeties. I'm not, I'm not, I say safeties, but DBs for everybody on sort of sleeper really, but mainly safeties. Um, they're going to be a bit more difficult because they are so varied now. They are your, your safety, your strong safety, free safety. They are not traditional in any way, shape, or form at this moment in time. And we'll touch on a few players, but hopefully that is that's a starter of what we're going to do. We're going to, I'm going to pick a question that we've got. We've got a bag full of questions in the off season. We're going to pick one and we're going to try and answer it in depth and add a bit of educate around it. So obviously any questions on that or any examples you want to give me more, hit me up on Twitter at NATO NFL. Um, more than happy to a- answer them. Um, but that's it on that IDP educate piece for this week. Over to you, Bren, on starting them week two matchups general chat i've put yeah. general chat general chat so that's yeah some we've done some in-depth notes um no what we don't want to get too bogged down in, and i think we were a little guilty of this last season is uh what we're going to do sort of with the pods going through now into the, the regular season is we'll do a quick whip through uh of the week two and uh, we might sort of touch on a few bits and pieces and then once we've rattled through that quickly um we're going to go into in a bit more depth who we liked from last week and maybe a little bit more on one or two matchups that, that we like particular players that you might want to be targeting on the waivers so a little bit of everything for, for week two um so uh, we're going to start with Thursday night's game. Uh, two teams that started week one pretty well. Um, so we've got the Chargers at the Chiefs. Um, 
So, yeah, another good Thursday night matchup. They seem to be sort of, you know, lining them up for us um, to stay up till the wee small hours. Um, yeah, so both teams started well. Um, you know, I think Herbert came out sort of flying. Uh, I think the Chiefs, Mahomes has just hit the ground running. Uh, uh, the Chiefs would definitely be the pick of the defenses based on what we saw on on Sunday. Um, although you know the Chargers have added a few pieces, they've still got JC Jackson to come back. So, um, yeah, how are you feeling about this one? Hmm, real tough one. Um, I was impressed by the Chargers' defense. Um, Khalil Mack. I, I had a feeling. I had a feeling that Khalil Mack was going to get off on one a little bit with the, with the pressure from both sides, from Bosa and and Mack. It, it is really looks a good combo, doesn't it? It does look a good combo. I don't like Drew Tranquil much, and he got a he get he got picked, didn't he? Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I don't go on about him. Um, but the match, who's it? Who who's at home? Chiefs. Oh, I'm going Chiefs then. Yeah, I'm going. Hard, so. I'm going. I'm going. Chief, I'm going Chiefs, and I mean, yeah, like just mentioned, the Chargers really happy with their defense. Really happy with both sides of the ball from the from the Chiefs. I thought they were really, really good. Um, yeah, so they've got that O line looks good. Um, actually, both of them look bad. To be fair, um, uh, yeah, and I just feel that defensively, the Chiefs. Have, um, I, I'm still gonna. I'm still gonna wait on whether I'm gonna say that they're sort of um, sorted out their issues when it comes to, uh, especially it, it linebacker and in the secondary because we're gonna have to wait and see. I think. I think the way that game went with the Cardinals, um, they done their. They done their. They done their old thing of blowing away teams so quickly, and then that. That makes it really hard to actually really judge that game because um, offensively, I thought they were so good, the Chiefs, so varied. I mean, how many was like nine different receivers or whatever? Yeah, Yeah, I mean, no Tyreek, no problem, it seems. Business, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Chiefs, Chiefs for me, Chiefs for me, but yeah, really, really excited to see both defenses sort of settle down. They both look good. I, I expect them to be in the top half, both of them. Yeah, definitely. I think, think it would be a bit closer than last Thursday night's game, but that was a bit, yeah. bit lopsided. Okay, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll side with the Chiefs on that one. Um, okay. Moving over to the early Sunday games, uh, one I'm quite interested to see. So we've got the Pats going to the Steelers. Um, mm. Now, I've already sort of lumped the, the Patriots into one of those sort of poor week one performances. I did say, um, unfortunately, we had a few technical issues last week, but as I was sort of covering off the Dolphins-Pats preview, um I was sort of, I've had some worries about the Pats going into this season. I'm not sorry about it, but um, it's, I don't know. I was I was sort of trying to qualify about that by saying, look, you can never sort of second guess Belichick. He has this ability to sort of scheme things up, but they look yeah. poor. Um, they, you know, that I just, they seem to be a bit devoid of ideas. They, they put some sort of runs together on offense and, just didn't seem to be able to sort of do much when it really counted. Um, and I, I said last week, I could see quite a, although that was before I saw the Jets play, but I could almost see a situation where if it really goes sideways, you, you could see sort of, you know, the, the Pats 
arguably finishing sort of bottom of that division. Anything happens to Mac, um, took a bit of a knock in the back, but the word is he's going to be okay for week two. Um, and now they've got to go up against the Steelers defense that really did a number on the Bengals. Um, okay, TJ Watt side, but um, we'll come to, you know, I mean, it's one of those matchups where you, you've got to be looking at, you know, Highsmith, Haywards, um, Ogunjobi, you know, anyone really. It's, mm. it's one of those where you go... Malik, Re- uh, Malik Reed, they've signed yeah. him. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, I, just, I feel that, yeah, it's... I think you've got a... Again, I don't want to get... You, you don't want to get start writing off teams and things like that. I think it's actually quite a good... It's, it's potentially quite a good game for the Pats to try and if, if it doesn't go to plan for the Steelers early on, which it might not. I mean, they're not... The Pittsburgh Steelers look particularly good against um, Bengals. But the Bengals look ropey. We'll get to them when we get to them. Um, but I don't know whether they made Pittsburgh look good. I mean, obviously, that that takeaway by Minka Fitzpatrick pretty early doors, that, that set the tone, really, of the game. Um, that was such a big point in the game that then it felt that the Bengals were always tracing, always pushing and pushing too hard. Again, it was like I mentioned um, earlier about San Francisco, not, not, not doing the more simple stuff. Definitely that can be said about the Bengals. God knows why they were trying to go to town so much. You know, I, I just thought you could have really pushed the Steelers over you know what I mean they could have just got the job done I just felt that they just they didn't they pushed it too hard and they just yeah you know they just they just I don't know I I was disappointed with Burrow from that point of view I just felt Mm. that he he should have get the game management um a lot of people will ask a lot of questions about him there because you, you imagine like you just couldn't see it from a Brady or even a Herbert or anybody like that at this moment in time, they've just got a better game management head on them when it comes to it. He should have walked away with that victory against mm. not a great Steelers team. And they the Steelers played really well. I I thought and Mitch missed them really well. I, I was impressed with him. Mm. Um defensively, yeah, the Steelers, the Steelers were exceptional, especially in the secondary. I mean, yeah. they've just taken just turning it over. Cam Sutton was was great. Fitzpatrick, who was mentioned, was great. Edmonds was great. Um, even the linebackers, who I hate, were good. And it was like, yeah. And obviously, he said about TJ, what re- real shame about the injury. Um, but luckily, he's not going to miss the whole season. He's going to be back. Do they reckon about five, six weeks? Yeah, there's no, definitely no surgery required. So there's definitely some players to pick up, though. Mentioned you mentioned Highsmith. He had like nine tackles three sacks and a forced fumble in that game. Um, mm. Malik Reed is definitely somebody that could, that, that could be plugging that TJ Watt gap. So, I mean, he's no TJ Watt, but look, he's, he's going to be somebody to definitely target because he's going to be a starter now. Um, the match. Oh, Pats. I'll go, I'll, I'll go Pats because I just, I don't know. I just feel that they will bounce back. But mind you, is um is Mac injured? No, I was reading up on it before we came on. So um, it the, the back injury doesn't seem to. They're not ruling him out. Um, 
the word is that he will he will play on Sunday. So, um, and they they need him to. I mean, to give the passage, they ran the ball quite well on Sunday when they mm. you know when they needed to. Um, Fantasy wise, um, it wasn't particularly great. There was a, a Ramondre. No. Um, mm. I mean, again, the players. Jude on had a good game. Um, yeah, you know, he got to a. Um, yeah, Dugger, Dugger 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 well. yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I looked so. at his, his snap count as well. He played a lot up in the box, which is which mm. is great for somebody who we love from a safety point of view. Carl well, Dugger is, is up well, there. I, I do think that the Dolphins, and it's it's been sort of touched on on, on a few of the pods this week. They've kind of the, the Pats must hate this because the Dolphins have shown other teams what to do. You know, you you throw you just keep throwing the blitz at them. Yeah, 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 um, and, yeah, and yeah. Put pressure on them, and it's yeah, they're going to bust through with the odd running play. But you, you put pressure on Matt Jones, and a and a you know, it's not a great passing offense that he's he's got to sort of look at there. Um, and you know, yeah, I think the Steelers will just follow suit. And so, do you think do you think the Steelers have got that one? I just, I just, I just maybe I'm maybe like you said, maybe I'm being a bit too Belichick history kind of thing. I just, yeah, I just, I just. In a way, I kind of want the Steelers to to push on and, and not be just that that one game like they made that the, the, the Bengals made them look good um, because the Pats were were bad. They were bad, and yeah. I I felt that yeah yeah maybe it's crazy me going for them, but yeah I just I, I'll go I'll go Pats just to be different. Yeah, right. Um, go on. Next Sunday game we've got Panthers going to the Giants. Um, wow! So yeah, the Giants were, and I mean, you fired out that tweet on Sunday before the games. You know, five players that you wanted to see sort of do work well week one, and, and Saquon was sort of top of my list. That he just, and it was so nice to just see him, you know, come back and, and look like you know something close to to what he used to be. Um, but, Mike Dable uh, led. Yeah, and he and he, yeah, he, he, that's what the Giants want. Just, just go for it, you know. Go for the two. Don't, don't. Dip yeah, I, lo- I loved it. I loved old Joe. Whole... Old Joe wouldn't have done that. That's why he's gone to the Patriots. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so yeah, it's it'd be an interesting one. This, I, um, I mean, the Panthers. I don't know. We we seem to spend a lot of time talking about the Panthers and what's wrong with them, and, and it's, uh, it's it's an interesting game because I think if the Giants can kick on and then go to the Cowboys in Week Three, you could see an interesting sort of scenario developing in in sort of the NFC East. Um, I yeah. think, yeah, I, I think I, I, again, I, I don't going to sort of too bogged down in the sort of specifics of it, um, but I do. I think the Panthers are going to be sort of licking the wounds a bit from. Um, last week's game against Browns, Baker looked. I thought he looked all right. You know, he looked yeah. like he was going to sort of put it together. Bloody Robbie on. Anderson as well. Robbie yeah. Anderson. He's on. Yeah. He had him on three benches. He's I like I had him. <laughs> it's one of those players, isn't he? Which you draft late. You draft late on because you think yeah, he's got. He's still got to get. He's still got to get a fair few I, targets. I, I, but I was starting him's the problem. Starting I was looking at his projected sort of figures. Sort of, for, <laughs> you know, he starts for week two, and you're going. Yeah, but if I start you, you won't do it, will you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're so, yeah. so frustrating. You're like Brandon yeah. Cooks and players yeah. like that. You yeah. go, oh, Baker will spend most of the game upside down. So, yeah. yeah. Just, uh, CMC will just run for 200 yards or something. Robbie yeah. will just be shambling around on the... Yeah, so... Um, so, yeah, again, not wanting to... We've got a lot of games to rattle through, so I don't want to get too bogged down. I, but I, I like to see the Giants doing well. I've always had yeah. a bit of a soft spot for them. Um, and I, I fancy the Giants at home to... 
to, yeah. to carry on. I think that they'll have, it was a tight win, but you know, they, they went for the two in the clutch, um, you know, trusted in Saquon to, to get it over the line. Um, and I even think Dan, yeah. even Daniel Jones, actually, you know, I know he got, yeah, looked know, all right. Yeah. Yeah. There was a couple, couple of, couple of things that weren't great, but all in all, I, I did actually think he actually paid all right. And it, it, it you, say the, it... you can say the same about Baker, but then you, you've got that pick and you go, oh, yeah. And the mm. Browns fans will be going, yeah, we saw a lot of that. Um, yeah. I just thought that... just got to cut that out. He'd be, I think he'll do all right at Carolina. The but... Giants, the Giants as well, defensively, is, is, is good. I think it's, it's good. It looks, it looks reasonably solid from the changes that they've made. Um, even people like Tay Crowder. Um, yeah. Okay. He's got, he's got a fair step few up. Missed, missed tackles and stuff like that but but again he, he actually played I thought he played all right he, he made a couple of absolute big hits and but it's you know the Giants are they had a few people out as well Ojolari didn't make it did he um no. and it, but they looked as a unit they look more of a team and more of a I think they've definitely there's definitely some noise coming out of that camp where they just feel that you know good things could happen for them and I, yeah, I hope I'm, I'm with you. I'm going, I'm going Giants. Like we said last week, I, I think the, the fairy tale of, of, of Baker, you know, sticking the visa to the Browns was, was realistic. But, the, but the fairy tale could only go so well. You still got to play well enough as a unit. And I just felt there was periods of that game where they didn't. They didn't. I mean, Brissett, Brissett was economical as well the way he sort of you know the the way he sort of marshaled the ball and used the run game kareem hunt was excellent um another, another one on my bench yeah thanks yeah I, again another one yeah it's just just again to, i find him really t- really difficult to start kareem hunt because I think I think I should have known better because I think we touched on it last week and um, actually that's a, a lovely little segue because we're both going for the Giants in that. Yeah. Um, next game on the list is the Jets at the Browns and yeah okay. Um, not sure what to do with this one, but it's I don't think we should be surprised because we touched on it and because you got sort of Jake under centre for the Browns, who is like you say I've seen him at the Dolphins. He's a good backup QB solid yeah. he's not going to do anything flashy but they've got Chubb and Hunt there and they are just going to pound the, the crap out of it that, yeah. you know why wouldn't you um yeah. but they've, they've still got options there obviously yeah you know, DPJ big signing, you know um but um yeah I mean I, I like the Browns in this one because I mean again it's one of those that you sort of look at anything. I mean, the Jets are. I mean, they they've dropped to rock bottom in Dan Hans's power rankings that I was looking at earlier, and I don't think that's any so great hot. shock. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, I he's mean, a big, I, biggest sort I of did... critic of the Jets, but it's one of those again. Looking at the matchups, where you go, yeah, I, I think they will get better. Um, I just, there was so much I liked about it. I mean, especially early on in the game as well. I thought the Jets were they started they they started really well, and I think the Ravens were struggling to really. Yeah. Get going. They defended well. They were. They got pressure. They, um, yeah. The the secondary were in. There was hands in, and there was pass defended, getting all over. You know, it was it was particularly quite a, an aggressive defensive performance by the Jets, and I just felt that they they looked good. The problem the problem is 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 yeah is is that you know that that final sort of. The final thing about everything, you know, converting some of those pressures into sacks 
and making big plays, some big turnovers. And then it was, you know, also on the offensive side, getting a touchdown, you know, not just getting yardage and then nothing for it. It just felt a little bit like that. And you knew that you knew that the Baltimore would kick in eventually. And then Lamar, you know, he threw a couple of absolute bombs. Um, yeah, to, uh, what's his name? Got the Duvernay. Definitely yes. Duvernay. Jesus, another one. Where you go, I had Bateman, a lot of him. I was like, oh, crap. But there you go. There we go. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm not going for the Jets in this one. No, so. no. I don't. I just, I just... I just think, like you said before, I think that the Browns have got a game plan because they're being forced into this game plan, and that is pound the hell out of it. Um, and I, and I think on, on the other side of the ball, you know, I mean, the, God, the, the Jets need Zach Wilson back, even though we don't know what he's capable yet. But I mean, Flacco, what was he sacked two, three times? Um, you know, he's hit for uh, what well, got it here? Yeah, three sacks and ten QB hits. That O line looks porous. And you're looking at sort of, you know, obviously Miles Garrett and Clowney and and players like that. Yeah, just yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of um, yeah, definitely. You know, you would be looking at a lot of the defensive players from the Browns this weekend, yeah, saying absolutely. It, we don't want to be doing that with teams. You know, we don't want to be pick, picking particular teams to start players against. But a week two, you, you're going to be a bit crazy not to start a few of those players, especially the edge guys. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, we'll wait and see. Okay. Um, Dolphins at the Ravens. Cool. Mm, crack, cracker. Yeah. I'd, 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 I'd be looking, I'd probably be looking at, well, certainly on this player we'll, we'll touch on, but I'd be looking at sort of, I don't know. I, I really don't know with this one because I think the big surprise on Sunday was how Jack's, you know, how Lamar approached the game and just aired it out. And I do, and it's it's an interesting question actually. I put it in my notes, and you go because I mean, obviously he's he's backing himself with this whole contract saga at the moment. You think over the course of the season, is that going to impact on the way he's approaching games? Is he going to be less inclined to want to, you know, put his foot in and and sort of you know? But do you do you, I know I I I saw this written by somebody this week as well where they were talking about that side of it. But I do feel that you know. That has also opened up the fact because of the fact of, you know, you've got no Dobbins, you've got no Edwards, mm. you know, you, you've got Mike Davis, who they obviously don't want to use him. Um, Kenyon Drake, yes, OK, but that could be still slightly in the passing game. So, you know, it's played right back into Lamar's hands to be able to throw the ball from that point of view, you know, and then use his own legs to get that ever mm you know, to get the first downs when they kind of needed. Um, so, yeah. so yeah, I know what you mean on, I know what you mean on the contractual side as well. I don't, I think he might do that a bit more on the weaker games. I'm not sure whether he'll go for it this weekend. <laughs> I mean, he's got, you've got to play. What you saw from Miami was very, very, I thought they were quite disciplined on their approach as well. I thought they, mm. when they spread the ball around, I know you people say about Tua's arm and, yeah, you know, he isn't that kind of guy that um, that can really throw the bombs around and he isn't going to be able to, you know, use Tyreek Hill in the way that Mahomes used him. But I did like I did like the variation of it all and I did find that, that 
they were moving things around and you know creating creating problems for the Pats. That I don't know how you I how you felt. Did you were you surprised by the way the offense moved, Miami? Um, not not really. In so much as it was, I mean, I, I think I kind of expected you know Mike to to sort of scheme it up and and not sort of go for the obvious and it and it creates using Tyreek like that creates problems it opens up options it's yes, yeah. like you say you can spread the ball around and then you get to the point later in the game because of Tua's quick release that is one thing he's exceptional at is getting yeah. that ball out quick and accurately over yeah. 10 15 yards and you saw it for the waddle touchdown yeah it was that that quick that you had Carl Duggar running into his own player and waddle's gone yeah yeah um and that's what they can do um how teams are going to approach that and i think mike will have to be a bit cuter and yeah and, but i think he's that sort of coach he's had a you know he's, he's had a, a great you know teacher at the, the niners and and you know they will run the ball more and he'll he'll look at the matchups and he'll identify when he can you know when mm. he can let it you know to sling it but because everybody kept banging on about the run committee and mm. and you know that side of things, and oh yeah, you got to be careful with drafting any running back from from the Dolphins. And then what we saw was a heavy dose of Chase. And yeah, I and yeah. I like yeah. I mean, I I I'm not sure whether they are going to be like that. They might be when they need to be. They might mm. be pound the rock when they need to be. But I don't think that's going to be the the at all the game plan. Um, I think Chase. I think Chase is it. I think he's he's the guy, and that's that's it. I think they're gonna they're gonna mix up why they use him as well. Yeah. I think he he just fits in as you know. It sometimes he's going to be another another gadget guy, really, because he can yeah. do quite a lot of things. Chase Edmonds. He's 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 quite a bit, well. He, he did in Arizona. He wasn't just you know. He wasn't just the passing back. No, um, and, and, the, and, the, and you look around sort of you know the, the other passing options that we, that we didn't really see on Sunday a whole lot. Um, you know how they're going to use the likes of Mike Jusicki, um, how the, you know Cedric Wilson players like that. Um, yeah. So you know, there's, there's options there that haven't really been discussed because so much of the focus was on Hill, and that's fine. I mean, Mike McDaniel will probably welcome that and go, "That's fine. You keep you keep worrying about him because I'm mm-hmm. going to f- figure out lots of other ways to, you know, pick up." Def- sort of- Defensively, I mean, you'd, I just felt you sort of picked up from. Where you left yeah. off. I don't yeah. really think there's um I think Miami are just they're just a good defense and that's yeah. they you know they 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 get pressure. Yeah. They and it, um and, it, and it's not it's and it, it hasn't been for several seasons now. Yeah, you've got some good players there, but you know, you're not reliant on a Garrett, a Watt, no know, a, a Bosa or, or well to be fair, he's got Khalil Matt now as well, but or a, a Roquan or something like that. You've yeah. got good solid players that know what they're doing and, and you saw it in Brandon Jones who we'll touch on a little bit in the DBs. It is funny. Got, it is it is that you're completely right, Brent, and that's what makes you laugh sometimes because you see Miami up there as one of the top defences and they look the top defence, but from a fantasy perspective, they're oh, not awesome. they are a bit of a nightmare because <laughs> there's no like you said, there is no real standout. No. Well, excellent no, players, but all like it's and it's not even a rotational game that it com- comes with I don't think it is. I, I haven't really gone into the depth of the snap rate yet of of 
of this new um no it's, it's the way they, it's the way it was sort of schemed un, under flores to give him you know, credit. yeah and he, and he does deserve an awful lot of credit and i think yeah. he'll do good things at, at at Pittsburgh um, because I think he's a very underrated coach and I think he was badly treated by Miami, but um, you know, things move on. You know, Mike McDaniel's not going to come in and start dicking around with it. Why would you? No, no. Uh, why? Yeah. You know, and, it, and it, like you touched on with, with the DBs when you're doing the education bit and, and the safeties in particular and how they use them and um, you know, the flexibility of, I oh. mean, there's a lot of focus on Jevon Holland that frees up Brandon Jones to, to sort of get in. He got the strip sack and, um, I, so I think they're a great DST to play in fantasy. I think they are. I think the the the, the Dolphins are top them because they love getting picks and things like that. The only issue I mean, is from I mean, a fantasy touched, point of view. Yeah, I mean you've touched two. on probably the only one, and that's based on last season's tackles numbers, and that would be someone that never gets mentioned. That's Christian Wilkins. Yeah, because he's got that flaw um, yeah. elsewhere. Yeah, it's you know you, you can rely on Ogba for sacks, but not week in week out. You know Baker's going to get decent tackle numbers. Yeah. But nothing exceptional. Yeah, so, and they and they used the problem is with Baker is Jerome Baker was a bit of a tackle machine or looking like a tackle machine. And what yeah. did they do? They started running him. They started using him on the edge. Yeah. So you know, then suddenly his sack count goes up, but his tackle go, yeah. goes down. Which then you go, okay, well, I'm not going to pick him up over, you know, other edge rushers who I can no, definitely we, rely we, on. We've it's so difficult. And they're they're not the only defense. I mean, the Bucks were one I mentioned a lot last season as being quite difficult because of the way they they the, there's there's a few teams out there that are like Miami mm. very good I think, defenses so, but so looking at the Ravens um mm. yeah and like obviously on this matchup when you're talking about um Lamar throwing the ball potentially or will he or won't he I I I don't think you will see um not I don't think it'll be as much as it was last week I think I I just don't well, depending on the game plan, how the game right. goes and how it all pans the, the, out, I, I mean, don't think the game plan will be. No, I mean, I think they will target. There is still a bit of a hole in that secondary with Byron Jones being out of corner. Yeah. Um, but again, will they, you know, will they drop? How will they utilise the safeties to try and come? I don't know. It's risky. Honest, it's really risky know. against Miami. It is really risky against Miami because they are that they are that team that sort of hunt these picks and it's, when it isn't right for a team to, you know, say you've got a quarterback under centre where he hasn't got the most accurate arm, um, mm. it is one of the. It's like it's like Miami's eyes light up and they go, "Hello, go on mm. then, I dare you." And, and bear and in it, mind when when we started that sort of decent run towards the tail end of last season, it was that away game, that midweek game against the Ravens, mm. um, that sort of turned the tide a little bit because they. Lamar and, and the offer didn't really know what to do. No, um, I think it's no. it, it's it's a pro. It is it's going to be a problem. I I just I think I, it is is virtually and it sounds awful to say this, but it does feel like Miami versus Lamar in this mm-hmm. one because it is going to be. Um, they he's got to really manage this game from the from the early stages. I think because it could go. It could go horribly wrong very quickly for Lamar in this one. That's how that's how I see it. And I actually, I'm I'm gonna go. I am gonna go for a Miami win because of because of I really think that out of a lot of games that Baltimore look at, I think they would have really, really, really loved their running backs fit for this one. Yeah, because that would be, be a bonus for us. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I I'm gonna back us to win. Um, 
um, because I, I think we can and we need to because we're playing the Bills next week. Um, so <laughs> we'll worry yeah. about that next week. Right. Um, spent way too much time talking about the Dolphins. Uh, Colts at the Jags. <laughs> Um, Colts of the Jags. Who oh. to win and move on? Colts, Colts, Colts of the Jags. Um, wasn't that impressed by the Colts? No. Particularly, I, 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 I felt from Matt Ryan. I said I wanted Matt Ryan as one of my players. Who I wanted to do particularly well. He, um, he, he threw for like three hundred and forty odd yards, didn't he? I think. Yeah. Well, he had quite. I mean, he, 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 he got things up and running nice and early with Pittman. I mean, he had nine. Yeah. Nine receptions for one hundred and twenty plus yards. Um, but so I mean, that, that side of it looks. The Texans. Good. The te- you shouldn't be. You just shouldn't. It, you know, when people are talking about the Colts of being, you know, a potential uh, league winner and playoffs and all this kind of stuff, and you think. Yeah, you well, you need to you need to dominate those kind of games and make sure you win them if you don't. Um yeah, and that 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 was kind of sad watching that for me for from a Matt Ryan perspective. I just felt that you know that, that uh, fair play to the Texans. Fair play to the Texans. Um Davis Mills played played really well and um yeah, they, they did as a as a unit as well. Tex the te- the Texans looks like they did last season. A lot of people said it last season. They look yeah. better than we thought they were going to be. Yeah, yeah, because they've still got ver- they've still got some good, solid players. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, 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 I liked... I mean, just look at the Texans' sort of defensive performance on, on Sunday, because, I mean, I had this for a Colts win all day long, but... Greenard. Um, Greenard we've been banging on about him all yeah. last year. And, um, you know, people are like, oh, he's he's good, isn't he? And you go, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the rookie Sting, Derek Stingley looked... Yeah, Jalen Petrie, the rookie. The yeah, yeah love him. Safety, Jerry Hughes had two, you know, a couple of sacks. You know, again, players. That, who's picking him up? You know? Yeah. Um, whether it do it weekend. I mean, for the Colts side, you know, I think we'll Quitty Pay was Quitty Pay had a couple of sacks, didn't he? So yeah, but, he's somebody. He's somebody that you know. I I I said about edge pressure being. Um, uh, I was sort of like fishing at that you know it was like right okay who are we got i want to see an edge from the colts breaking that top you know somebody to talk about yeah. and it's like okay who's it going to be it it looks like it would be quitty pay if it's going to be anyone i still think they need to get more pr- they still need to get more pressure consistently and that is where they'll fall down against some of these weaker teams because if they don't they'll they'll make they'll make average quarterbacks look look all right you know look look quite good and that that's that's the problem you need to make bad quarterbacks look bad and that sounds really obvious to do but one thing is getting pressure you know what i mean you've got to get it um yeah so jags what did we see from did we see anything from the jags that we really really loved i mean i saw travel walker get yeah rookie looks got in there in it he did he get he get he got it Inception, didn't he? Um, or pick? Did he get picked? I don't know. I, can't, I, can't I thought he done. He done. He done something magical at one point. Um, I, could, I think it was a pick. Yeah. No, he, he had, no, he had a sack and a pick. Yeah, lovely. Uh, just lovely. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that's that's great. I mean, number one, number one off the uh, from the draft. You know, getting that. That's a great way to kick that career yeah. off and it to get that chance. momentum because yeah, a lot of pressure on him. But yeah, he looks a really he looks a really good player. Um, other players, Devin Lloyd, 
racked mm-hmm. up the tackles, 100% snaps, and um, yeah, tackles were decent. Um, I think he led the team in tackles. Um, Alucon, yeah, he's he is what he is, um, tackling sort of machine. But Devin Lloyd led it, which was nice to see because that's where I was kind of going. I, I fancied Devin Lloyd to be the the guy. He's a really good player. He was a really good player coming out of college. Uh, um, I think they've I think they've done really well there. Um, the rest of it though from the Jags offensively, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I saw saw that early T Law overshot um, Etienne in the end zone. That was a bit of a killer, that because mm-hmm. the Travis could have done what you know if he'd have took that if he'd have got that cat if he'd got that throw right and he'd have took that in that was that was early on in the game as well you know that would have settled Travis Etienne down for the rest of that game because Etienne looked a little bit off at stages as well again it's trying trying too hard to coming back from those injuries and these players are just um, you know of course they are they're they're dying to impress to show everybody what they can do. Um, but yeah, I, I, for me, it's the Colts. I would edge. I would just edge for. I'm not on. Not based on last week, mind. Not yeah. based on last week. Both teams. Yeah. For me, they're both fine. But I, I just think the Colts will get it together because I think they've got they've got a good. I think they've got a good overall roster. Yeah, I'm, I've, got, I've got a sneaky feeling for the Jags at home this weekend. I, yeah, and that's, that's not. It's. it's because um, they, they've got some tough, you know, it's, it's another divisional game and they might be looking at sort of the way the Texans played last week and thinking, yeah, if the Colts put it together, then yeah, okay. But I don't know, they, they just didn't quit your side yeah. and, and that sort of Ryan Pittman combo. I don't know, they, they've got to get, they've got to get the running game far. Didn't feel, um, it didn't feel any, anything didn't, nothing felt quite anywhere, did it? It didn't feel really it, good anywhere. It I was, was like, it was very much, I mean, if, if there was, no, actually, probably more than one, but that was definitely one of those where you're watching it going, this is a proper week one performance for both sides. Yeah. Go, yeah. But even like the run game with Taylor, it just yeah. felt... I mean, I felt mean, he was working his ass off and I just felt that, you know, nobody was... Uh, their their O-line just... Um, yeah, just, yeah. yeah. And it was, just, you know, you, you expect the Colts to excel in something, and I just felt they didn't really. I just no, in anything. I just I'd like to see, like say, you know, Lawrence and and sort of Etienne, and and don't know if, if they can if they can get that working, like you say. I don't yeah, know. I mean, it's, it's, it's not based on any anything terribly no, rational. I just like I agree. To see I, him do well. This so. is a, this for me would be a game I would skip. I would not bet on this game because no. I, it, I I don't know which way it will go. I just no. I just feel the Colts will get their house in order. I don't know when. So, okay, right. go on. Just move on. Not really learned anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, Bucks Bucks at the Saints. Um, so the Bucks were one of those sort of week one teams that bit like the Chiefs, one or two others, kind of business as usual. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the Cowboys were as poor as the Bucks were good. Um, you know, I mean, the defence held Dallas to under 250 total yards. You know, um, they only managed three of 15 third, third down conversions against that Bucks D. Um, Devin White, Antoine Winfield, Chap Barrett. Yeah. All had good games, lots of tackles, yeah. sacks, QB pressures, pick from Winfield. Just looked good. I mean, yeah. just bucks all over. Um, so, 
yeah, uh, it's you know they're, they're, I think they're just going to carry on. They'll be there or thereabouts. Um, the Saints, actually, I'll, I'll bounce this one over to you because I didn't really see anything of the, the sort of Saints Falcons. Um, Great so, game, yeah. Mr. Cracker, really. I mean, yeah, it's heart, heartbreaking from Atlanta. I mean, again, oh, just chucking away these yeah. these big leads that they get. But I'll tell you what, the Falcons look pretty... Oh, we'll get to them. But um, they looked particularly good for most of the game. And then it was like the fourth quarter. I think I think I read um, that Winston had 56 yards or something like that. Until the fourth quarter, and then he banged in two hundred and some odd yards in that in that final quarter, and they looked they looked brilliant towards the end of the game. The Saints they looked back to their old selves again. Um, yeah, it wasn't great at the start, but yeah, they, they yeah, and uh, do you know what that the way it was won that game? Um, I think I think that will that will spur them on. I think the Saints are going to be. Pretty good, and you know this is this is the buck. The Bucks hate playing the Saints, and they've got Brady's yeah. number. They yeah, I, I, last I, couple of years. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a tough one. This again, it probably would be one that I wouldn't. Where you would usually think, right? I'm going to put put my money on but on the Bucks. I'm not sure. I would. I'm not sure. I would. I think I'd skip it. Um, I'll probably go Bucks on this, but I, 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 it's not one that I feel that confident about. Um, notable players that done particularly well. Um, Pete Werner, yeah, excellent. Um, he played, he played really well. His tackle, tackle numbers were up there, and uh, I believe his snap count was particularly quite high as well. So that's quite encouraging to see. Yeah. Um, well, we, we touched on this last week, didn't we? Sort of players that you know, with with sort of changes going on, he was one that the Saints would have been looking to, to sort of step up. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't see the game, but I've looked at, at sort of the numbers and he's, he's obviously in and around that sort of top 10 from week one. Yeah. Um, or in the top 10 rather. So um, yeah, nice to, I think that's, that's what they need. Someone, you know, someone under yeah. 35 sort of going through. Just, yeah. I mean, also um, I'll just say about the, obviously I know Mika Parsons is a game wrecker. Um but there was there is a few questions on this O line and the Bucks, you know. There is a few questions around it, mm. and yeah, they done well. They did do well, but there is there, there's something that could be exploited there. And you know, I would look at Cam Jordan this week uh, yeah. as maybe somebody I would have a little sneaky punt on getting getting a couple of sacks. If I was going to have a gamble on a player, I might go somewhere like I might go somewhere like that. Just as an outside little tipster there. So we're not going to gamble on it, but who do you fancy to win it? Yeah, go Bucks, go Bucks, just because I still think they, I still think they will just edge it. I do think they will edge it, but I think, it, I think, that, I think Brady will be looking to in what is likely to be his last season. Um, so um, yeah, I, I think he'll um, yeah, he might, might just do it right. Okay, um, so. Washington at the Lions is the last of the early Sunday kickoffs. Um, yeah, okay. Um, all right. right well, let's 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 start with Washington because I I'm I've generally been very very critical of Wentz. I'm not I'm not a fan. I'm I'm generally never have been. But to be fair, I thought the Washington passing game was was pretty good. Um, you know, went through for over 300 yards, four TDs. All right. 
a couple of picks, you, you're always going to get that with with Wentz, and that's why I'd say you know if you're looking at, at sort of you know DBs generally, I'd be looking at sort of you know matching up against someone like a Wentz because he will throw a couple of picks. You know, totally agree. They game. haven't they um, haven't got they haven't got a run game at no, this moment in time. No. You know, um, Gibson's uh, being used out the part. Yeah, the having past said it. that though, I mean, okay, uh, Terry McLaurin, no great. Curtis Samuel played well. Rookie Good. Jahan Dotson looked excellent. Excellent for me. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, on the other, you know, the Washington defense got good pressure on Trevor Lawrence during the game. Couple of sacks, ten QB hicks. Um, so I thought, I thought Washington, Washington yeah. looked all right. I was really flying the flag for Cole Holcomb. I picked him up a lot this year. He didn't get off to the greatest of starts at this uh, this week, which was a bit of a shame. But Jamin Davis, obviously, he, he actually he looked all right. Um, I, I think, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think I think Washington are a team on the up, um, and I actually I actually really like really enjoyed watching that game. I mean, like you said. Um, Gibson's usage was was great to see. I mean, people were touting him that he was only going to be a bloody kick returner at one stage, um, uh, and he scored he scored really well points wise and was used really interestingly. I mean, as a as a very good pass catching back, and then Logan Thomas was sprinkled in, and um, like you said, Curtis Samuel, and they've got a lot. I I like it. I like their offense when it starts moving. It is it's quite dynamic. Um, what about the Lions? I mean, obviously, you knew I was. I'm all about the Eagles. I I get to the Eagles in a bit and have a moan about what they did because I, they looked particularly great and then bloody awful at stages. Um, partly because of the Lions, I think the Lions Lions are a good. They're a good unit. They're a good unit. They're um, they do things well. It's just having the players that are good enough to get them over the line constantly. I mean, DeAndre Swift was—he he seemed to be the, the the difference maker at the points of when they really needed to. Jamal Williams done really well running the ball in, and well, and and also had a couple of good breaks. But um, yeah, Hawkinson is what well. just they they done they all done their jobs and they all looked particularly quite quite good. Goff was all right. Um, Defensively, I do worry for them a little bit. Mm. I think Tracy Walker's room for improvement now. Tracy Walker is exceptional for them. I worry if they lose him. Um, I do worry if they lose him because I think he is a uh, he's one of the few that has got the overall defensive brain. You know, there's a lot of new guys that are in there in new schemes that look mm. good and don't mind throwing their body, putting their bodies on the line. Falcon Rodriguez is an absolute nut job. He's great. Great to watch. Absolutely great to watch. Love him. Um, and, and and there's quite a few other players, even like, even Anzalone. I mean, oh, I don't rate as a linebacker, but he is quite fun to watch. Um, this one, I, I think, is it at Detroit? Yeah. Mm, God. Yeah. Uh, oh. God, another one that I would skip betting. I wouldn't like this. <laughs> wouldn't like this. Um, I think really, I'm... really small accumulator you're putting on this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Odds are two gonna games. Be, odds are going to be shit. <laughs> um, I'm going to go. Detroit because they're at home. 
that that's that's kind of it. I I did like, like I said, I really did like what the commanders did, and like you said, defensively as well, they looked they looked they looked okay. I didn't, I wasn't expecting a great deal from them, and but they still they they did do okay. Yeah, I I'm I'm gonna back the trend and go. I'm I'm gonna go with Washington. I'm gonna okay. back. I'm going to back Wentz for once. Um, but again, simply, not simply, but I like the passing game, which we touched on. I like the amount of pressure the defense, you know, put on Lawrence last week. I think they'll try and do the same with Goff um, if they can stop Swift. Um, but hmm. uh, yeah, it's, it's another, it's another one of a coin toss so early in the season, really. Um, yep. I think the Lions, to be fair, they'll go in forward. There's enough encouragement there. They're not going to play, you know, if, if they, I mean, they put up 35 points, um, they're not going to have to play the Eagles every week. If they can hang in games like they did to be to, to give them their credit, then they are going to pick up wins. There's no no doubt about that. Um, yeah, that's what I see on this one. I do I do I do see them hanging around and 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 you know, and the problem will be will be there won't be. I worry for the Commanders with their game management. You know, like any team any team that hasn't got a, a steady run game that they can go back to and rely on. Uh, yeah. you, your problem is game management then because yeah. you know if you do get in front and you've got to try and run a clock down okay nice. <laughs> but put the ball in gibson's hands and they don't trust him that's why they don't you know that's i i don't think they do not 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 as a constant rock mm. pounding running back i think that's where the issues lie there they they like him out of the backfield and i i do i think he's all right from that point of view so but yeah okay Okay, right. Moving on to the late Sunday kickoff. So, um, oh Jesus! Right, we've got the Seahawks at the Niners. Where do you want? Where do you want to start with this one? Um, um, okay, so let's go. Let's just stick quickly on it. So the Seahawks, brilliant performance. Most people backed Denver to win that game, hmm. um, and then they took the wrong option in the end. People keep banging on about that option. What that that isn't what cost them the game. Yeah, okay, you could say Russell Wilson could have gone down in front and 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 done something magical, but he probably wouldn't have. Not in the game that he played. Um but the Seahawks were definitely a lot to blame for that. I think they played quite well um as a unit when we weren't expecting it. Um linebackers Brooks and obviously our my boy Cody Barton absolutely been banging that drum for ages and he, he came in played the snaps done the job tackle numbers good um they lost Jamal Adams there is mm. I'll find the name of the guy uh Jones I think it is it is Jones who were expecting to step in for him he actually came in um oh, I can't remember what his name is Jones is definitely some of Jones he um he took the remainder of snaps when Jamal went off and I think he got a decent amount of tackles straight away, you know, so he's got a good floor and he's decent in that safety position. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't, yeah, it was good. It was good from the Seahawks. Good from the Seahawks. Um, can't really knock them um, from that point of view. Hey, who do you, who are they playing? Uh, the Niners. The Niners. Oh God. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I I think I think 49ers will be back. I think they will be they'll be back this week and they'll be I think it could be um it could happen for them this week. Um weather should be all right and I think then we just go back to normal. You know, yeah. we go back to normal. I think we will yeah, see we'll I see mean, something from Trey Lance. Elijah Mitchell's out but they they've got they've got sort of players that can sort of fill that 
they like don't it doesn't i mean elijah mitchell i i mean when mitchell left the game it, it definitely hurt them um because he seemed to be able to gain ground that others couldn't when jeff wilson wasn't particularly great mm. um but in this one i do think that they'll be i think they'll be absolutely fine one guy we've got a mention from the 49ers was their safety now let's let's try and get this right talanoa huffan Hufanga, Hufanga. I've heard him. I've heard this pronounced about fifty different ways this week. This guy um, at safety, he got a PFF. He got a PFF grade of ninety point eight, and he was the best defensive player on that pitch for the for the for the Forty Nineers. Um, he had thirty snaps up in the box. Um, that's one thing. Is eleven tackles. He looked just. Just could be. He could have a real season, this kid. I really liked him. It was like every time you watched any play from the Bears, he was there. He was mm. he was all over the place. And I just feel that, yeah, if he's got that job, yeah, like him. Like him a lot. Yeah. So if you find him on what, on waivers, uh, you need to be putting bids in for that chap because he, he he's somebody who I really, really rate. Had a pick as well, didn't he? He did, yeah. He did have that pick earlier. That's probably not going to do him much favour on waivers because, yeah, I think a lot of people did see that and say, hello, who's this guy? It might be the only thing, you know, you don't go blowing all your fab on him because um, it is only week one. But if you can get him for, you know, a few bucks, 10 bucks or whatever, get it. I, I, would, I would definitely have a nibble. Yeah. Okay, um, so yeah, both both going with the Niners on that one. Falcons at the Rams. Oh, at the Rams. Uh, I'm going to go Rams. Yeah, we can because make I think quick, I, could, I think they'd be too strong. But I was really impressed by the Falcons. Really impressed by them. Yeah, they were good. They were really good. They were really good defensively as well. They got a lot of pressure on Winston and um, rookie Richie Grant looks really good. Safety. Um, Mikael Walker, linebacker, really good. Another player we've been banging on about. Yeah. Um, he's one featured this week. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a it was a, it was a bit of a sleeper towards the back end of last season. But he definitely, yeah, he definitely it was 100 percent of snaps. Yes, he did in the middle linebacker role, really. Mm. So six tackles, two pressures, one sack, and a forced fumble. Take that every every day. So yeah, yeah. Mikael Walker, happy days. The Rams O-line needs to just quickly go on that, just touch on that. I mean, the Falcons are no Bills. Don't forget that. However, um I still I, I'd have a little I'd have a little go with um Grady Jarrett, maybe. Have a little punt on him. If you got him and you're looking at if you're willing to gamble on somebody to get a few sacks, I mean Grady Jarrett's gotta be gotta be a a go really against that O-line just basing it off last week. However, it probably, you know, it probably won't happen again. They're probably tightening it up, but you can only go off what you can go off. Um, Rams for me to win the game though. We touched, we've spoken, have we spoken about the Rams against the Bills? Just, just them just getting absolutely pummeled really by the pass rush. Yeah which was the shocking part of it. And that really upset everything going forward for them. And obviously Stafford's arm. I'm not sure about that elbow at all. I'm not. There's something wrong with him. 
for me. I don't think he's confident in throwing. The yeah, they, they looked looked very very one dimensional against the Bills. Um, mm. You know, he seemed to be looking for if he couldn't find Cup, he didn't seem really interested in trying anything else. Um, I mean, you know, Alan Robinson nothing ran around a lot. And... What's his name? I can't chat with a funny name, Skimarek or whatever. The yeah. wide receiver got a fair few targets. He could be got a few as well. But but yeah. Yeah, not an, not enough. But I do expect them at home against the Falcons just to have just too much. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, right. Uh, three more late games on Sunday. Cards at the Raiders. <sighs> well, I mean, the Cardinals, the uh, one I highlighted at the start of the pod, just just look just look poor. Really. Yeah, funny. they they did um, look they did look poor. I did, I just I felt they were a team that that just um, just seemed devoid of confidence and ideas and it, it, it's so different it's so difficult against kansas though isn't it i mean going to kansas first game yeah. is going to be like you know it probably knocks you straight onto the back foot straight away and then therefore can you pick yourselves up they did little bits but not much and i just felt that yeah yeah didn't didn't particularly like it it's it's a, it's another difficult one this because I mean neither of them had, you know the Raiders didn't, I mean obviously all the focus was on how well sort of the Chargers played, um, I think yeah. the, the Raiders well both get... yeah that's what we would say about both <clears throat> of these teams they both had ter- terribly hard first games yeah. which so. is difficult to really comment on what on what they're actually going to look like in this one. It's actually going to be more of probably we're probably going to see whatever happens on this one. We're probably going to see a lot more of. Mm. I see um, Crosby got a lot of pressures, but again, no, didn't turn him into any sacks. Yeah, um, which is which is an old story that we that we've had from from um, from him. Um, but you can't, you know, at the end of the day, Max Crosby is is somebody that I would still. You know, I'd still be flying that flag for, and it isn't. I surely, surely that game that he ends up with five sacks is going to happen, but I don't know. Um, uh, I've got one person to mention on this one, and that is Divine Diablo. Yeah. Um, again, another player for me. He was the guy that I don't know whether he still got it. Is he still got dual designation, DB and linebacker? I'm not sure actually, because I, I had he... him on a couple of rosters last season, but I, I don't think I have this season. Yeah, so, um... I mean. He seems to have this. He seems to be looking like you've got this Denzel Perryman ankle injury, and it seems to be that Diablo's going to get that job. They both, all there's three linebackers that were on the field: Perryman, Diablo, and Jayon Brown. But I just, oh, I just, I just feel that, um, yeah, Diablo's the guy to have it, and and I like him. I like Diablo. I think he's good. He, He. we yeah, he wore the green dot as well. That's one thing that I I noted down. Got seven tackles. Just got to be a bit cautious about that usage. But but I like Di- uh, Diablo, and he could be somebody that 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 gets a gets a fair amount of regular tackles. He's another one. If he's on that wire, grab him, grab him, swap him for somebody that is you know that is more of a gamble. Swap him, swap him out, and uh, and put him in as somebody that will get yeah, you. They've they've got him listed as linebacker. That's so, fine. Yeah. It's fine. It was great it's when he was in. Obviously, on DB, it was it was yeah. it was a little cheat code for a little bit. But anyway, Di- Diab- yeah, Diablo, Diablo's there. Obviously, um, for me in this game, oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Va- I'm gonna go Raiders. 
Yeah. I'm gonna go Raiders. I think they're a bit I think they're a more complete unit at the moment. You know I'm not a fan of the Cardinals. I can't no. I can't get behind them. Um because they just they for me they just make strange choices. And I yeah, I like Hollywood Brain, but I didn't like them letting go of Kirk. No. You know, and now they, you know, the 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 young guy that they the guy that they used was on their. He was one of their. I'm sure he was one of their returners or whatever that got used all all this week. I can't remember the chap's name. Um, got targeted the most as as wide receiver over the middle. Um, yeah, yeah. There you go. So for me, Ra- Raiders for me. Who who have you got, Brent? Yeah, I've got the Raiders at home. Um, yeah, in that that car sort of Adams combo. Um, Look, looks good, looks solid, look like they've yeah. been there for ages. Um, so, you know, obviously they're, they're sort of close friends anyway. Um, so I expect them to, yeah, like, like we said, both both had tough week one games. Um, yep. A bit like you, the cards, I just don't know what what to expect from them sort of week to week. Um, we'll see a bit more in, in the coming weeks, as, as you said. So, but no, Raiders at home. Um, Texans at the Broncos. So, yeah, I just really don't know about this one. No, um, the so, yeah, well, we, I, I don't know. I, th- I think if I was, if I was going to have a sort of cheeky, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be a, you know, if someone said you've got to stick a tenner on the Texans, I go, well, actually, yeah, I yeah, have much of an issue with that because they're going up against, you know, Russ Wilson. So you know, mm. the the D line, you know, the the DLs stand a good chance of getting to him. We've already touched on the Texans, players that you know, had good week one games. Green on you know, to start. Lee, you know, Hughes. Um, I mean, Hughes has already kicked off, as we said, with a couple of sacks. And yeah. he's going up against Russ. I, I'm, I don't, I'm not keen on this Denver O-line. Um, I did. I, I, I get, I get you. And I'm definitely, I'm, I'm with you. I, I'm going to go. I am going to go. I'm going to go Texans. I'm going to go Texans. I don't, look, I, I think it will happen. Some it will happen Broncos when they're going to look, they're going to look particularly good on some weeks. When those weeks are, we're not sure when they're going to be. I just don't. I don't see them being a consistent performer at this no. moment in time. I think it's going to take them a while to get going, and then we can reevaluate and see if they can be a consistent performer. I mean, I I am hoping I'm wrong because I've God knows I've got Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy in you know on one or Jerry two. Jerry Judy, off. good, decent touchdown, mate. Run it yeah, in, so lovely. Yeah. Decent, yeah, he had a decent week one, so I can't complain too much about that. But I don't know. It's, it's something something just looked off with. And again, all right, it's week one, so let's not jump the gun on that one. Um, but Texans, we mentioned we mentioned the players that we wanted to interview. Jalen Pitry is somebody who I like. Hmm. Uh, 92 snaps, 100% um, hmm. in that first game. Uh, I think we we sort of, I, th- I think we, we mentioned sort of the Broncos, was it last week? And, you know, they're, they're still one of those teams where I look at, I look at the defense as a whole and go, yeah, I wouldn't be adverse to taking one or two out of the secondary, but elsewhere I'm kind of reaching a bit. Yeah, you know, week, week in, week out consistency, and just don't know, just something. Yeah, something Not, talking about that safety, Jalen Petrie, the um, the rookie. Yeah, ninety two snaps he had, hundred percent. But ninety two snaps, that is a huge amount, and that just tells you how much time they were on the field. That defense, that Houston Texans defense, but also for for the IDPers looking for somebody to pick up, this kid he played he played fifty three snaps right up near the line of scrimmage. Um, fifty three snaps were right up there, um, which means that the lad could have some serious upside getting involved in sacks, QB hits. 
pressures, all these kind of things. Um, so Jalen Petrie is definitely somebody to circle. I think he's somebody I've got definitely got my eye on. Is one of these kind of players that you know is this is this somebody that is going to you know really break the mode uh, and pushes way pushes way up the top with people like Derwin James and players like that. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, mean, I suppose the yeah you know, the the one sort of standout performer for the Broncos last week, sort of Bradley Chubb at the L. Yeah, um, you know, he had a couple of sacks, um, but I don't. He, he'll be on a lot of rosters, so I don't think. Yeah, you're probably not going to pick him up. So a lot of people seem Consist- to like Bradley Chubb, but consistency is the consistency is always the problem, and the yeah. injury issue is always that. Is that always puts people off Bradley Chubb? I mean, what we've seen of him when he's on the field and and and, and he's properly fully fair, he's a he's a really good wrecker. Actually, yeah. I, I like him. Um, okay, so yeah, yeah. I'm going to take a punt on the Texans this week. Same here, um, then. Right. Away. Yeah, this, this, the final sort of late game on Sunday is one to look forward to, I think, for a variety of reasons. So you've got the Bengals going to Dallas Cowboys. Um, is that the late one? Is that the one we're all staying up for? No, before, no, no. That's, before that's the bank a, holiday. No, that's the nine o'clock one. So it's the last of the nine o'clocks. Okay. Uh, or 9.25, sorry. So, oh, shit. Couple of reasons, yeah. I think it's one of those matchups, and we've we've touched on it before, where you know I've, you're going to be looking at, and Nate has touched on this in in sort of past pods during the regular season, stacking players. Well, you've highlighted a couple, you know, just in the, the educational bit. I think that Cowboys O line is poor. Dax out. Um, yep. There's an awful lot of things things sort of wrong there. Um, so again, I think you know the. The Bengals on offense, they're going to be better. Yeah. Joe, had a, for all the Steelers were good on defense, we've already said. Burrow, you know, is he's going to have a better day at the office. So straight away, I'm looking at obviously Hendrickson, Hubbard. Yeah, yeah. Even, play, even play, in this match, even players like DJ Reader, BJ Hill. Yeah, know, yeah. You're short agree. players. Um, you know, really the, the, that. I, I agree with I really agree with Hendrickson. I think Hendrickson could be, you know, he, he's the one where you'd sort of like circle him for I know you're gambling when you're talking about sacks, but that is potentially, you know, uh is it Cooper Rush who it sounds like it's gonna be? Yeah. So okay. Well so yeah, and he and you know, and also, you know, he's Cooper Rush and they could be behind quite quickly. If yeah. they are, you're going to force the kid to stand in the pocket and throw. Um, yeah. And the Bengals secondary are no mugs. So, no. so they cover okay. everybody yeah. up and he's Just going to get eight. it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that's quite an easy one, that. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, Bengals. Bengals to win. What's right. the late, late, late? The late night. on a Sunday is uh, Bears at the Packers. Jesus Christ, my favourite yeah. division. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Bears at the Packers. Well, let's talk about them. The bloody Packers. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I, fantastic for me. Um, missing Zadarius Smith. Thanks very much. What a shame. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, I, I, I just the Packers were just uh, are the head scratcher of the week, aren't they? Really? Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I think teams are going to be like, what are they going to do? But we didn't expect them both sides of the ball to look so. Um, kind of lost um uh and that's that's the problem with with them and the bears winning which will really rejuvenate that kind of that whole roster and um justin fields and yeah i love i mean i i 
it's di- it's difficult for me in the north because obviously as a Vikings fan, I don't like any of them or I'm not meant to. But I must say, I, I am looking forward to seeing the Bears back in amongst it if they can get there. I mean, they're a long way from it. Don't get me wrong. I don't think you know that 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 the weather played right into their hands. Absolutely right into their hands. Um, but they still had a job to do. Justin Fields and Parks look. I thought he looked excellent in some parts. He made some good choices. Obviously, yes, yeah, still rough around the edges in particular plays. But all in all, especially when you put him up against against Trey Lance, they would they were miles apart. I mean, I like Justin Fields. I do really like him. I think he's a. I think he's a really good quarterback, or potentially a really good solid quarterback as well. Um, this one, God. Oh, is it at the Bears? No. So, oh, okay. No. Uh, yeah, I'm going. No, I, I, I'll go. I'll tell you what. I'll go. I'll go Bears. I'll go Bears, but probably bet on the Packers financially, <laughs> because it's a safer bet that they'll turn it around and they'll sort their they'll sort their shit out. But. Um, they don't deserve they don't deserve our bet after that performance, if you know what I mean. No, I mean I think head scratchers is absolutely sort of bang on. I mean, just watching watching Aaron Rodgers, he just I almost like he was carrying an injury sort of week one. He go, he just something something looks off. Yeah, I mean obviously he wasn't happy with what no he wasn't happy at all with what players were you know doing wrong and all that, but at the end of the day, especially the young ones, I mean, you're like, okay, but that you're not helping the team by having, you know, throwing the toys out of the pram if that's what he's doing. But I don't know. I don't know whether it was all that. I just didn't, I didn't, I mean, I didn't like the whole game planning schemes and all that kind of, just generally, just they look just lost. They look like they were the team starting off in the division. It's like yeah. the first, but yeah, anyway. I'll, I'll um and yeah again you got you know if if sort of Quinn and Roquan have have sort of good games and can rattle Rogers uh, I I think it's one of those heart head I'd love to see the Bears win it because I think yeah they've got two wins then then they've got the Texans come into them week three and you start to I'd just like to see the the divi- I'd like to see someone mix it up in in that division um so uh, but at home it's tough to tough to bet. I'm going to go with the Packers. I want, I'd rather have the Bears, but I think the Packers will win. Right. You feel Packers Um, So, and then we've got a couple of, yeah, we've got a couple of weird ones. So we've got a couple of Monday nighters, haven't we? Um, So we've got the Titans at the Bills. Um, Okay. I like to talk, can I just quickly, I'll just quickly go on my bit on the Titans. Yeah. Quickly, because I've got, um, I just wrote a little bit. Uh, Rashad Weaver, Jeffrey Simmons, and Bud Dupree, they combined for five sacks against the Giants. Uh, Rashad, Rashad Weaver is the guy stepping into Phil Harold Landry's boots, and it was a great yeah. start to his season. So Weaver's preseason is sort of like carried over to the regular season. We thought as soon as that injury happened with Landry that he was going to be the chap. But again, it's really difficult from an edge rusher to like um, uh, for, for that, that kind of role to understand because it's such a rotational one as well. So you need to be a little bit cautious, but Weaver looked really quite good. And so did the Titans, which was surprising. Uh, what well, it shouldn't have been surprising to us because they've 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 got Jeffrey Simmons and Bud Dupree. Um 
But with Landry going, I think everybody thought that they might be sort of like, um, you know, it might really knock them back. But they did. I thought they looked. I thought they looked particularly quite good. The Titans up front. Um, yeah. Uh, what else have I got? Not too much more on them. Just just wanted that bit. Rashad Weaver is the guy that would would be on waivers and somebody that if you see him, stash him. Or I mean, you can you can start him. Not that confidently, but you can start him. Mm. Yeah, no, he's he's one we've we've definitely got on the list. Um, yeah, outside of that, I'm not going to dwell on this one too much. Can't say anything outside of the Bills just running yeah. away, running away with this one. Um, yeah, I think, and I think the Titans will be chasing the game early, um, which will be a concern. There's a lot of pressure under. Yeah, uh, you know, with with sort of Tannehill now, he's always good for a couple of picks. So I'd be looking and fishing around that sort of Bill secondary. You, but you, you're not going to pick. Did you too worry? Did, did you worry on the usage from the offense from the Titans? I, I, it worried me slightly to see what they chose to do. I mean, it was it was eye opening to see Dontrell Hilliard used a lot in the passing games. He got a couple of touchdowns, I believe. Um, but the usage of Robert Woods wasn't particularly much. Which was a little bit surprising, yeah, um, him. and that worries me. That does worry me against somebody like the Bills because they used um, uh, the rookie as well. Um, can't remember his name. Not Gray. Gray's the one that went to the, the uh, that, he went to the Niners. I can't remember the other guy. Um, but yeah, rookie wide receiver that they used quite a few times. Mm. Um, who's a good player? But I worry against the Bills because this is the kind of prey that they would love to, you know, you're not talking that yeah. it's not AJ Brown in that backfield. No. And, and, you know, on the deck, that you know, that yeah, obviously they'll lean on sort of Derek Henry. Now he's back. It's um, going to be, that would be, I think it would be massive Henry, massive mm. um, lean on him. I, I would if I were them as well, because. Well, safe he, bet, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think it. Yeah, I think I think it really is on this one as well. I think it is really risky throwing to some of those receivers against that Bill secondary that is just like on it. It's the worst thing that could happen for the Titans was that performance by the Bills against the Rams in a way because yeah, you just think will they carry on where they left off? Um, so yeah, Bills for me, hundred percent. Yeah. And just rounding it all off, and this is by far and away sort of one of, well, arguably the best till last, um, Vikings at the Eagles. Jesus. Um, I, I, just... I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm, sort of, I'm sort of like been dreading this game already because it's like, obviously, like, oh, the Eagles have become my second team. To, to be a neutral watching this or a, a semi-neutral based on our... our yeah, I mean, but we were... Just... We were brilliant. We were... And like, I, you know, I'm, I'm not usually... Um, I don't usually get too excited about the Vikings and the way that we play. Um, but the new coach and the new setup, which defensively, it's like we've gone back in time slightly and people are just doing doing their jobs. It's, it's pretty much a straightforward sort of setup, but everybody does their jobs and they do them particularly well. They seem to know their, um, you know, and Zimmer, Zimmer was always a good defensive guy, but... It did go a little bit wayward the past kind of two seasons. We didn't look particularly good, and straight away we did. Jordan Hicks, great signing. Um, yeah, he could be a tackle machine this year. He could be the tackle guy as well. Forget, I would even now at this moment in time say that he's he's going to finish above Kendricks in those tackles. 
because I just feel that Hicks has always been an absolute up and down hitter. Now, with Kendricks is a, quite a clever linebacker who has evolved into somebody just getting a lot of tackles and being doing absolutely everything. Now he can be a little bit more expansive with Hicks, you know, taking more of a bang, bang, bang hitter kind of role. So I quite like that side of things. Does there a um, Smith up um, on the edge and Hunter? Excellent pressure was all coming all the time. It was a consistent problem for Green Bay um, secondary. Also looks good. Um, Harrison Smith, like I said, everything defensively looks particularly good. Offensively, we know we we know we know what we've got offensively, and you know it's just a case of for me, it's it's that defense. If the defense works with the weapons that we've got, we could be somewhere or there, or we could be there or thereabouts where we want to be. Um, so yeah, us, it's all it's all looking great. The Eagles. Wow, that was just, um, I went from up to down to up to down. It was just like that. I mean, we were, the, the Eagles were were great in spells, really good, really, really good offensively and defensively in spells, and then really bad in others. I can't believe how much, I was shocked at how much um, Detroit ran, gained on the ground. Mm. I mean, they didn't stop Williams and they didn't stop Sp- Swift, um, and they that front line for the Eagles looks really quite good. I was absolutely shocked. So, I mean, it'd be interesting to see what the Vikings do with that because it could be Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook. However, it won't be because it's going to be. It won't be. It'll be JJ, 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 JJ until until somebody intercepts him or he starts dropping the ball. They're going to absolutely let him feed because let him go. Just let the kids, the kids great. Um, yeah, I, I'm we are at the Eagles, aren't we? Yes, yes, yeah. But I'm still, I'm, I'm gonna go us because I think we look, I think we're going, we're going Vikings because we looked really good. I think we looked really good, and in parts, the game. Management. Maybe I'm getting too ahead of myself because the Packers were really bad. That's all. That's the only bit that I'm a little bit wary of. Were how bad were the Packers to make us look even better than we actually were? If you know what I mean. When I think the Lions played quite well, they did play quite well yeah. against the Eagles. Yeah. Um, I expect the Eagles to get better as well. Um, I'm gonna 100% of snaps. Green dot on his head. My boy TJ Edwards. <laughs> I mean, what what do we need to? What else do we need to do to stop? Yeah. And he's still, still in draft. Still right up to the end. He was still left on there, and I was like, "Thanks." I don't understand why people aren't listening. No, that's um, right. Well, I think I'm not going to say too much. I mean, are you going? Are you going? <clears throat> are you going Vikings? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I, the Eagles have got to be better. Um, like you say, I mean. Um, they'll have looked for me. They'll have to have taken a, a not probably probably not a terribly long look at the way the Packers were trying to handle um, Jefferson, JJ. and they'll just go. Yeah, but the Packers persisted with this zone defense, and he just mm. tore through it. And yeah, I yeah, yeah. I don't think the Eagles will do that. You know, they they, they did change it. They did change it towards the end of the game, <clears> but it was way too, too late. late. Way too late. Um, so I think 
you know, the, the Eagles will take step, whether it will make a difference. I don't know because they're talking about, um, you know, I was reading an article earlier and, and it's, it's actually really surprising actually that, you know, no wide receivers ever won the MVP. Never. And that, that does seem when you look at what's gone before, mm. you know, Jerry Rice has gone back. It's just crackers. It always it's silly, goes. really. It's it silly, is silly, really because, that MVP. Uh, because I mean, you know, if you look at, if you look at it last year as well, I mean, Cooper cup, I mean, yeah, that's, that's a prime. They won, yeah. they won they, if, if you took keep, if you took Cooper Cup away from the Rams, yeah, um, and and I think I don't think there's any doubt in anyone's mind that that Justin Jefferson is going to be that important this season. Um, if you keep him fit, he's he's going to be you know he's going to be a real pain in the ass. Um, the Eagles, yeah, I mean, he said defensively, I expect him to be better. T.J. Edwards, I think the D line will will have to be stronger and um, you know shut down Dalvin Cook. Um, Hertz and AJ Brown looked looked very good. Sort of week one, good. very good. Um, that's another good combo. We seem to have highlighted sort of two or three this just in in the first week. Um, in terms of result, oh, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I. I, I am gonna, I am going to go with the Vikings because I I think maybe looking at for all we banged on about the Eagles defense, it, they have brought in a few components. Yeah. And, and it's a lot of change, just, a yeah, lot of change. Yeah, you because know, they're white and, and stuff like that. So I think for that reason alone, I might just say they it's a work in progress. That defense has all the pieces to be really good, and it it probably will and it should. Um, I just think the Vikings have got some weapons to you know, to, to sort of take advantage of it yeah. before it gets time to really, really settle down. Yeah, um, I think I think there's some points to be had as well, like fantasy-wise, like you said, about um, TJ Edwards and um, Kazir White. I think that this week could be a big, could be big points for those both yeah, in that central. Be, yeah, well, both both sides. Yeah. Both sides as well. Hicks and Kendricks will be busy. I think, I think yeah. it'll be run first big time from both teams because you know that is the bread and butter of both of these sides and both of these sides are um are trending upwards in the right direction for their you know you know what i mean so they will have they certainly won't have um they won't be throwing caution to the wind both sides it'd be very important for them both for mm-hmm. this game because this is kind of a bit of a season setter for the winner yeah. of this one yeah, in I a think- way I think that's that's a, a very good point, and I think you know fantasy wise on both sides of it, like you say, those four players you've highlighted in the middle of, of the two defenses, and then you know just we don't we're not here to talk about the offense, but Dalvin Cook, Miles Sanders on the other side, um, you, you, yeah, you've got to be started. I, I think it's going to be a really interesting game. Uh, yeah, I don't think I don't know. It could it could descend into a bit of a shootout later on, and if yeah. it does, it's going to be. It's going to be bloody good fun. Yeah, it'd be, um, it'd be good to watch. But uh, yeah, I just I, I don't want one team. I know you'd love to, you know this not to be the case. You'd like to see the Vikings sort of twenty points up by half time. I, I can't see it happening. Um, <laughs> you know, it's one of those games where I like look at it and go, "It's like it should be the highlight of the game to watch." For me, I'm scared shitless of watching it because I just like look at it and think, "Yeah." Like oh, it's one of those one of those teams. It's not gonna it's not gonna end very well for in a well, while. Look, you know, if you, if you, if the Vikings fumble it, then you can you can finally send away for that Philly jersey you've been threatening to buy. No chance, so. mate. No chance. <laughs> I've watched, right, okay. I've, I've watched this really bad. So you know, no, it'd be again. The Vikes are one of those teams that you'd like like the Giants, like the Bears, like well, not the Bears in your case. Um, you know, there, there are a few of those teams that you, you, as a neutral. You know, you'd like to see them. They've been 
frustrating for so long or just downright poor and yeah let's see, hope they come good um right i'm conscious of the fact we have sort of overrun a little bit on the, the week so very quickly we're not yeah. um, um so we've already sort of touched on a few so very quickly going into week two uh, just going to rattle through and yep. Nate will sort of dive in. Um, just very quickly, as a general for, for week two, if you're looking at sort of teams and matchups, we've already highlighted, you know, suspect O-lines going into week two for me, Cowboys, Patriots to some degree, Packers, arguably, um, Bears and, and definitely the Jets. So again, if you're sniffing around sort of DLs and, and linebackers, edge rushers in particular, those are probably some areas I'd be looking at. Yeah. Um, on the waiver watch, uh, if we start with the D, DLs, um, and uh, bear in mind, you know, we're looking at sleeper, so some of these have your dual uh, dual designation, so, um, but um, listing them as DLs. So we've already touched on um, Alex Highsmith. I don't think we need to say any more about that, going up against what I feel is a, a poor Pats offence. Uh, Jerry Hughes um, is another one we've highlighted going up against Russ Wilson and the Broncos. Um, Rashad Weaver, well, Nathan's done his, his bit on that as a, a sort of stand-up replacement for Harold Landry at the Titans. Um, another one that we hadn't mentioned, who, who did have a good sort of week one, um, despite sort of the uh, it not being a great game uh, at the Seahawks, was um, Wosu. Um, yeah going up against the Niners. So, yeah, obviously, with the, uh, he had seven tackles, sack, forced fumble last week. So, that's it for me on the DLs. Anyone do you want to sort of throw in? Uh, I don't think. I think I had all the DLs. I, like I said about, I said Quitty Pay, I said Grady Jarrett, and I touched yeah. on Malik Reed is the one to come in for that TJ Watt injury. Um, who's a, who, the, who did we say the Bengals are? Who are the Bengals up against? Uh, Sorry, but the Cowboys. Yeah. So, okay. So, yeah. Oh, you start him anyway, but Mika Parsons has got to be fucking licking yeah. his licking his lips at what the bloody hell happened last week to those. Yeah, to Joe Burrow. Yeah, so. I mean the, the funny thing is, I mean very briefly with the Bengals, and it's been highlighted um, by a few others. Um, is there seems to be a lot of work that's gone into that O line. Yeah, the Bengals, and particularly on the left-hand side, and yet the left guard position looks wide open on some. Yeah, I, a, a real soft spot. So, yeah, um, it's just con- it's concerning about Parsons. That's the one that the, you know he's the one that you'd watch. You you yeah. know he got a couple of he sacked Brazy twice, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. So, yeah, I mean um, that's summit. Yeah. So. Um, moving on quickly, linebackers again. I had these in my notes, and, and we've already sort of covered them off. Um, yeah. Uh, Pete Werner at the Saints. Uh, we mentioned him last week, and again we touched on him earlier. So someone to sort of step up and and sort of um, you know make that role his own. Um, week two against you know obviously he's up against the Bucks, but um, I think he's you know he's, he's definitely someone to have a look at. And at the Falcons, Nate's already touched on it in the absence of Dion Jones, McCall Walker. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. yeah. So that, that's kind of it for the linebackers. Yeah, I've um, got obviously Gruger Hill. Will oh, be, Cam, may, yeah. Yeah, Cammy Gruger, yeah, Gruger right. Hill. Now, there's, I'm still, I'm still cautious. So, so he's one I've got wrong. Out of all the ones that we keep saying about the ones we've got right, Gruger Hill is one that I've got wrong because he is, I thought it was Kirk's job as the main number one. And I still, I'm edging that way. However, it was, Hell of a lot of snaps. Um, 
and he's going to get a big tackle season anyway. So, I mean, does it really matter who's the who's the main linebacker? Because they both, I would think, um, are going to be up there. The only thing I would say is there is one thing out about the Colts and Gruger Hill. Gruger Hill, uh, he's done that before, hasn't he? Yeah, 19 tackles. He, 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 set, he set the record last year mm. against the Colts as the most tackles. He set a Texans record, 19 tackles. And then it's, yeah, he done it again at week one. So is it just the Colts? Does he just like tackling the Colts? But but anyway, yeah, Gruger Hill's one. Go on, yeah. mate. Sorry, I think I'm, the only problem we had with Gruger Hill last season and the reason we've, he's, he's got the he's got the potential to do it, but mm. he does seem to be very matchup dependent. So I think that's, that's yeah. actually a really, really good point. But we did sort of look at his numbers over the course of, and you go, he sort of, it's peaks and troughs and it's, that trying to find yeah. that consistency and like you talked about in the, the education bit, you know, yeah. is, he, is he that consistent flaw that you want week in, week out? Exactly. Exactly. That, because that's, that's exactly highlighting that point is a big one. That's the, yeah. that's why we're talking this way. When you're talking about those kind of linebackers, we're after this consistent line. We're after these nine, 10, 11 tackles. Beautiful. Yeah. So, but uh, it'll probably rack up 20. Yeah. Um, right. Finally, uh, DBs uh, that we've done a little bit on. Um, Nate's already highlighted uh, Detroit Tracy Walker. Now, yeah. the, bear in mind, these are sort of players that the couple that I've mentioned already. Um, I've gone and done some shopping around and in sort of your average sort of 10, 12 team league, they're out there quite, you know, quite readily, um, which Tracy Walker, yeah. Go, yeah. Again. Going up against sort of Washington and he, and he shouldn't Wendt. be out there. Tracy Walker is no, actually and, quite a solid guy, and, you know. He, and to be fair, won. yeah, I mean, I, I did sort of a lot of the shopping around yesterday. Sort of Wednesday is that, typically yeah. where the, the, the waivers all kick in. Um, Fanger, yeah, Cross, yeah, Petrie, um, and then. Yeah, again, a couple I have found on there, which was a bit surprising. Marcus Williams at the the Ravens surprised me. Mm. Um, difficult. I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's um, it's the problem with Williams. Dis- is deep. Could yeah. Deep. Yeah. So against the Dolphins, maybe not. But if he's out there and he's had a good week one, I wouldn't be averse to picking him up cheap. Stick him on the, you know, stick him on the bench and and just see how the next sort of couple of weeks pan out. Uh, and on a slightly similar vein, but probably um, at the Dolphins, Brandon Jones. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, I think it's um, again, he's, he seems to be used in this sort of very flexible role. He's getting up into the box, causing problems. Um, I think they'll try that again against the Ravens. Um, so uh, and. A, yeah, and they're, they're having to do things like that, like we touched on with Byron Jones being out at corner, being a bit more flexible with the other DBs, um, put you know bringing pressure on, and I think they will against Lamar. And that's it, unless yeah. you've got any more. Yeah, no, that's it. I, that that definitely covers off this. That covers off the week, and like we've kind of done a bit of review. Obviously, got that, got that first. Um, IDP educate piece out the way and we're going to continue that and make it a bit bigger and a bit more varied and things like that and get some more questions in from the from the public um, oh there is um i mean before we sort of wrap up i don't know whether um obviously Mike. yeah we're so with this sort of whole education sort of piece in mind and as nath mentioned sort of week one um we've got some additions to the team mike's first article's gone out um, he's done a lovely the piece. big guys up front yeah that was good the big men the dls um sort of what to look at so yeah um won't spoil it for you we both read it um and um 
yeah, so up on the, up on the website five yard yeah, rush yeah. we shared it on twitter as well so yeah, yeah if you haven't read that get 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 a read of that the second article is going to be out i would say it's going to be out might be tomorrow probably friday it's going to be out that is the linebacker one um i've got that i've got that in my inbox i've just got to get it get it up on the website and get it on for mike um so happy days. Um, I'm going to speak to I'm going to speak to Lewis about him guesting coming on for a little bit next week if he can as well, um, just to mix it up so we're not just seeing us two ugly mugs every week. Um, yeah, and apart from that though, I think we I we you, you done? I'm done. You done. I'm done. Right. Yeah. Excellent. Well, guys, we will see you next week. Have a cracking week too. Is the outro. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 